Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, November 16th. This is The Gateway. I'm Eric Schmidt. Ahead, Eric Schmidt is heading to Washington, D.C. as Missouri's next U.S. senator, and expectations for the St. Louis County native are high. I think you'd have to say Eric is a guy who's gone from success to success in steadily higher office and steadily uh, tougher challenges. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum will explain how Schmidt will need to navigate a divided Congress and demands to help fund local projects. First, this news. A judge has ruled that the Missouri Attorney General knowingly broke government transparency laws while Josh Hawley was in charge of the office. The Midwest Newsroom's Steve Vokrot has the story. A Cole County judge ordered the Missouri Attorney General's office to pay a $12,000 penalty for violating the Sunshine Law. That's after a Democratic organization sued after it tried to get records from the Attorney General's office when Josh Hawley was in charge. The records in question concern Hawley's use of political consultants to help run his office. Mark Pedroli, an attorney who filed the lawsuit, said Hawley's office was trying to conceal that information. Because they're afraid those documents, those communications, would have been damning to their campaign. The Missouri Attorney General also has to pay the plaintiff's attorney's fees. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Steve Vokrat. Also in Cole County, a judge has upheld a state law that gives police officers additional protections during internal affairs investigations. Judge John Beatum rejected arguments on Tuesday from the city of St. Louis that the Law Enforcement Bill of Rights violated several provisions of the state constitution. The city plans to appeal. Governor Mike Parson signed the measure in 2021, which requires a department inform an officer in writing about the allegations they face 24 hours before any interview. It also says the officer can only be interviewed while on duty and has the right to review any audio or video of the incident. St. Louis had argued the bill would force it to spend more money and properly set the duties of city officials and covered more than one subject. The International Institute of St. Louis will open the Anna E. Crossland Multicultural Center for Excellence next year. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports the center is named for the organization's former leader and aims to bridge the gap between cultures. The International Institute's former president and CEO, Anna Crossland, is honored to have a multicultural center named after her. But she says it's not about her. It's about what the center will do for the St. Louis region. Officials plan to use the Center for Cultural Programs programming, training, seminars, and events. Crossland says St. Louis can be an attractive city for immigrants and refugees, and she hopes the center will help them thrive. My dream is that um, that the center will really, at the heart of it, is to be able to help everyone better understand and appreciate the shared values and behaviors of all human beings, regardless of from where they come and how they look. The center will open January 1st inside the Institute. I'm Andre Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis's new multi-million dollar sports stadium opens tonight. Soccer team City 2 will play a German professional team in the first match at City Park on Market between 20th and 22nd Streets. St. Louis City SC chief brand architect Lee Broughton says plenty of thought went into how the roughly $460 million stadium could link other businesses and attractions in the downtown West neighborhood. 
to Schlafly, to um, the other side of Olive, a bit further up to Washington Avenue, so that there was really this beginning of a, of a stitch taking place around um, you know, the concept of an entertainment district, if you like. Tonight's exhibition match against Bayer Leverkusen will be a test run for the concession stands and other amenities. The new Major League Soccer team, City SC, will start playing matches in the stadium early next year. Eric Schmidt will soon be heading to Washington, D.C. as Missouri's junior U.S. Senator. And even though his fellow Republicans will be in the minority, many people here have high expectations for the St. Louis County native, especially because his soon-to-be predecessor, Roy Blunt, was a major force in politics and policy. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports. By every conceivable measure, last Tuesday was a triumph for Schmidt. Amid a rapturous reception at the same Maryland Heights ballroom where he won a decisive primary victory months before, Schmidt contended his win over Democrat Trudy Bush Valentine was a rebuke of President Joe Biden and the beginning of his foray into federal policymaking. And I will never forget the message sent tonight by the voters of the great state of Missouri that we're not giving up on America. To the contrary. We believe our best days are ahead of us, and it is worth fighting for. After Schmidt gets sworn into office in January, his life will be more than just walking up to an adoring crowd while Tom Petty plays in the background. He'll have to make his mark in a badly divided Congress where sweeping change will be tough with the GOP in the Senate minority. In fact, 2023 will be the first time Schmidt will ever serve in the minority. During his time in the Missouri Senate, Republicans always held comfortable majorities in both chambers. That means in order to accomplish anything, Schmidt will have to partner with Democrats. Those who've observed Schmidt for a long time, like GOP political consultant James Harris, are confident he can be relevant in the U.S. Senate. You know, he was always in the middle of big issues. He was not, what I would say, the backbencher. There's some expectation that Schmidt will have to pick up the mantle of his soon-to-be predecessor, Roy Blunt, on getting money for local projects. State Representative Lewis Riggs of Hannibal, for instance, notes that Northeast Missouri Republicans will be pushing the federal delegation for transportation and broadband expansion. Yeah, do we have the votes? No. Do we have the people? Not necessarily. Are we chopped liver? No. Uh, do we have needs? Yes. Are we going to be quiet about them? No. One of the lingering criticisms of Schmidt is that he became more outwardly conservative over time in order to appeal to a rapidly changing GOP base. They point to how he was more conciliatory in the Missouri Senate, often working with Democrats on issues like overhauling municipal courts and governance. Former State Senator Scott Sifton, who went to Truman State University with Schmidt, says his former Senate colleague has a propensity to let the Republican base dictate how he acted as attorney general. He says that's not a great way to lead. You know, if you've got a chamber of uh, 100 people all, all, you know, running for president someday, maybe, um, you know, that's not going to lead us where we need to go. Former Republican Lieutenant Governor Peter Kinder says chastising Schmidt for becoming more conservative as he pursued higher office is unfair. He says Schmidt's stances are in touch with what Missourians want, 
especially since they've been electing Republicans to statewide offices by sizable margins. I think you'd have to say Eric is a guy who's gone from success to success and in, in steadily higher office and steadily uh, tougher challenges. On the day before he won his election, Schmidt told a gaggle of reporters that he would focus his time in the Senate on examining the influence of big technology companies. He also says keeping a closer eye on how the federal government is allocating money is also top of mind. Obviously, we need to get spending under control. Um, I think we need a balanced budget amendment. Um, I think we need to open up energy production. We ought to put some of those bills on Joe Biden's desk. Many people will be watching over the next six years about whether Schmidt's desire to transform federal government can actually come to pass. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Eric Schmidt. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.